my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Happy Full House Friday, everyone. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta. Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House podcast. Well, today I am covering the second and last episode of the Jesse and Michelle double feature for December. I am covering season six, episode 18, entitled Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur or Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur. This episode aired February 23rd, 1993. In this episode, Jesse and Danny both get volunteered to take Michelle's class. Do they get volunteered or do they volunteer themselves? <laughs> we'll find out. They both get volunteered to take Michelle's class on a field trip to the museum. Jesse's rowdier bunch, because they end up splitting up the kids. Whoever wants to have a great fun time and be crazy and just do whatever they want can go with Jesse. And the kids that want an orderly, educational, enlightened visit to the museum, well, they'll go with Danny. <laughs> Which is so weird. That Aaron actually goes with Danny. I just, I don't get that at all. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stephanie and DJ get into an argument over who owns a baseball card worth $2,000. That $2,000 should be a question mark because you don't know the condition of the card. It's been in Joey's ashtray or his car for basically forever. <laughs> Joey's had so many cars over the course of six years from that yellow VW bug car to his classic car Rosie in season three we don't even know what vehicle Stephanie was cleaning out at this point because we never see it but uh, this episode was directed, and I'm so sorry for yawning, it is 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> Probably almost one of the earliest times I've ever started recording in the morning. But anyway, this episode's got a 6.9 out of 10, based on 216 ratings. And let's see, we got Miko Hughes returning as Aaron. We got Journey Smollett as Denise Frazier. And of course... Blake and Dylan Tumoy will out as Nikki and Alex. There are no additional. There's no additional cast other than Aaron and Denise. And Blake and Dylan are regularly credited on the show. So that's it. They don't even. Uh, well, because the security guard, when he comes in, spoiler alert, towards the end. Um. He doesn't have any lines, which, that's fine. All right. 
Directed by John Tracy, writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Chuck and Jamie Tatum. Cool. The Tatum team. <laughs> oh, we got some connections. You know, half the time I never see connections when I'm going through the IMDb for these episodes. Oh, yeah. One of the kids, the girl's name, I remember the girl's name was Terry. He's like, Mr. Tanner, you're so smart. You should go on Jeopardy. <laughs> and of course Aaron has to ruin it he's not smart he's reading the plaque <laughs> oh here we go okay the title comes from the advertising catchphrase for Charmin bathroom tissue discovered by the grocer Mr. Whiffle please don't squeeze the, Char the Charmin <laughs> or however that uh I don't know if he's an old man. He may not be. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> Here's some goofs. A dinosaur doesn't fall apart that easily. They are very well bolted together. They're person referring to the skeleton that did look like it was pretty well bolted together. So that's a factual error, apparently. Unless this person's referring to an actual dinosaur skeleton. <laughs> But the way they, they word it says, a dinosaur doesn't fall apart that easily. I don't know, is that supposed to be a joke? Anyway, continuity. When Danny starts reading the plaque, his arms are behind his back. It then cuts up to a closer shot of him and his arms are in front of him. You know, sometimes I wonder about this continuity. You guys know that they do take multiple shots of scenes, right? They have to. That's just how it goes. Especially in episodes like this, you got a lot of kids in the scene. They're going to be, you know, touching their face, picking their nose, scratching them their arm. And they got to be absolutely still if they're in the shot. And if they're not, it's like, we got to do the scene again, Bob. Sorry. When Michelle tells Jesse she wishes she hadn't joined his group, her arms are crossed on the table. In the next, uh, in the next shot, just before she gets up, her arms are at her sides. Ay ay ay. Okay, factual error. In the museum, some kids are playing with a little dinosaur on display. The dinosaur would be in a glass case. Yes, I'm sure nothing would be available for you to be putting your hands on unless stated otherwise whether the museum invites you to like oh feel how soft this feel how hard this dinosaur's skin is it's really yeah i mean unless they're inviting you to do it like it's but that wouldn't be the actual thing it would probably be like another display like feel how lifelike this dinosaur's the skin is, and they're going to have, like, something separate from the actual display. All right. Plot holes. Rebecca says that her brother Nolan, brother's Nolan Ryan baseball card is now worth 2000 leaving everybody in a state of shock and angst to get Joey's Nolan Ryan baseball card back. Just because Rebecca's car, brother's card is worth two grand does not mean Joey's is. Joey's card may not be... Worth as much as $2,000. Well, and the thing is, I'm sure her brother, probably a collector, kept his cards in mint condition. You know, they have sleeves for them. They have little glass cases 
that you could put them in on dis to display them. The thing is, you, I mean, I don't know a whole lot about that, but just general knowledge, I'm assuming they want it in pure mint. No creases. No wear and tear on the card. It's got to be absolutely 100% perfect. And we don't know when he traded the card in, so at some point, the value in the card is either probably going to go up or down. You know, like the stock market and uh, my Funko Pop values. My values and my Funko Pops. Because <laughs> those change too all the time. I'll log into the Pop Price Guideline and some of the older ones I have, they don't make anymore. They fluctuate. Like once they're worth like $80, certain ones, and now it's like they're worth 55 or It just really, really depends point is with that is like you want those things if you want them to increase in value and maybe be worth something one day you treat it i mean with me i don't take my funko pops out of the box i never have i'm like no and you make sure that the boxes just they stay good they don't tip over they don't have creases in them and all that stuff you know if you want something to appreciate in value you don't touch it it makes me think of when um Remember when Michelle, during the uh, Shorty the Donkey episode, and Michelle had gotten $221 from the lemonade stand? Danny's saying, save your money, open a savings account. I did that, and the interest rate is at this, and then I earned this much in interest over umpteen years. And Jesse says, well, I have a blue suede, yeah, it's an Elvis lunchbox with a blue suede thermos which is now worth such and such money. However, this is Jesse. When did he get that lunchbox? Did he get it as a kid? Was he using the lunchbox? If he was, that is not going to be worth what he's thinking because they want it in pristine, never been used condition, basically. Like you stick it in a box, airtight container, you don't touch it, you let it appreciate in value. All right, so... Moving on, since there are no user reviews, I'm going to let all the Tanner newbies, aka the new listeners who are just jumping aboard the Tanner train, aka the podcast, I want to say welcome. And I want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. You can listen on either iTunes or SoundCloud. Also, other ways to interact with the podcast, the podcast does have social media pages. Facebook, just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Lanta Holy Chalupas podcast will pop up. Click on it, like it, follow it, so that way you know what episodes, what set or series of episodes I'm doing each month. Because I don't go episode by episode, I don't go season by season, I go by character or themes. Like this month for the end of the year, I'm doing a Jesse and Michelle double feature. In January, I'm going to be covering Jesse's girls, which are Jesse's relationships primarily in season one before he met Rebecca. So look forward to that in January. Also, Jody Sweden has a birthday coming up in January, and I'm going to be covering season five's. Is it season? Five? Yeah, season five's got a dance and covering that one. So look forward to that for. January of 2023. Also, the podcast does have a email address if you'd like to reach out. You can tell me your 
Full House or Fuller House memories, your favorite characters, least favorite characters, least favorite storylines, and your best favorite storylines. Where you see the show going if Fuller House had gotten a season 6 through 8, or if Full House had gotten a season 9 and 10. The email address is omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com, and I always put the episode... I always put the email address in the episode description. So, also, another thing. Podcasts wouldn't exist without support. And the only thing I ask of you is a moment of your time. If you could go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast, the Oh My Land Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Click on it, scroll down to where it says leave a review, and leave a review. All five-star reviews help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. You can use emojis to describe characters, episode titles. You can hit me up with a trivia question. Tell me your favorite or least favorite episode or character. Have fun with it. All right, without further ado, let's jump into Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur. All right, of course, lately I've been reading the DVD case description, and this one is going to be, wow. Uh, (laughs) All right, Danny and Jesse chaperone Michelle's class at the museum, but it's the Tisentosaurus Spinohinus that needs the protection. I don't even think I pronounced that right, and I feel horrible with it. It is what it is, <laughs> I guess. Okay, so before we get into the official episode, we get the adorable little, 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 little nugget scene of cuteness. And it seems like it's usually, it definitely Michelle is in the cold open a lot of the time, but now that we got the twins... They like to incorporate incorporate the twins and sometimes Michelle into these adorable bits. So let's see. Okay, I just noticed something. The episode is, in fact, titled Please Don't Touch the Dinosaur. On the DVD menu, it says, Please Don't Touch the Dinosaurs, plural as in more than one. So somebody goofed on that one. So we are in the living room with Jesse Joey. Jesse's got his keyboard out. He is playing Knick Knack Paddywhack. I remember that from grades from like kindergarten, first grade. Maybe it was kindergarten, preschool. I'm not sure. But anyway, Nikki and Alex are on the couch. Both are laying their heads on pillows. They look like they are out for the count. They are almost ready for sleepy time. Even Michelle is starting to yawn this song. Because the way that Jesse's playing it is just like he's putting the boys to, down for nap time. It's really s- slow and lullaby, lullaby-ish. Michelle finally is like, guys, 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 guys. That's cute. But, as you can see, you're losing more than half your audience. She points to Nikki and Alex. We're falling asleep here. And Jess asks, alright, Shorty, what would you suggest we play? And Michelle gets up and says, something we can dance to! And Joey says, hey, how about some reggae man? <laughs> alright, I'm going to play some quote-unquote reggae music. 
Those four boys literally look like they're about ready to fall asleep, and Joey's like, come on, boys, let's dance to the reggae music. So they're applying the Nip-Nap Paddywhack song to a reggae-ish tune. Just Joey sings the lyrics, and the kids and Michelle and the twins are dancing to it. Like, now this is a party. She's wearing jean shorts over pink tights. And I'd say she's on the running already with the fuchsia long sleeve shirt with the white polka dots and the fuchsia bow. She could be in the running for worst outfit. We'll see. There are, I'm sure, plenty others with worse outfits in this episode. I wouldn't be surprised. give that two thumbs up for cute this that was adorable what do you think Quinn all right so it is nighttime we're in Michelle's room Danny is reading here a Dexter the dinosaur story so the field trip to see the dinosaurs at the museum Michelle asks Danny are we going to see real dinosaurs at the museum tomorrow now, if this were Jurassic World and they had that amusement park, I'd say, yes, you could go see real dinosaurs. But that was a movie. It's a fictional, fictional. Point is, you're not seeing real dinosaurs. <laughs> I mean, at this point, at this point, this movie came out in 93, in February, in fact. When... What, my guess is Jurassic Park hadn't even, the movie had not hit theaters. That sounds, to me, that sounds like that would be a summer movie. And I did not see the original in the theater. Or the other two. <laughs> so it says 93. Okay, we know that much. Let's see. It came out. It came out. Oh, for heaven's sake. Why is this got to be a chore? Yes, it was, in fact, a summer movie. It came out June 11th, 93. April, May, June. So, yeah, we would have been three and a half to four months prior to the movie coming out. But it, it would have been PG-13. She's not seeing that movie. Stephanie wouldn't even be able to see Jurassic Park because she, at this point, is only 11. Danny has to break to her. Well, Michelle, I'm sorry, but the museum only has dinosaur bones. Danny explains to her that dinosaurs lived a long, 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 long time ago, long before people. Yeah, clearly, he sees she's stalling so she doesn't have to go to sleep. And Michelle, you know, for a kid, brings up a great uh, theory. Well, Fred Flintstone had dinosaurs. 
He had a pet dinosaur, Dino. <laughs> oh, I get a kick out of this. Danny says, honey, that's a cartoon. He's a cartoon. He has no neck. That's right, he really doesn't. His shirt collar, like, pretty much comes right up to the bottom of his chin, so it looks like he's got no neck. The fact that he showers with an elephant's trunk... But then now that I think about it, if that were the case, you'd only get one type of stream of water. You couldn't say, oh, this is too much water, make it less. Or, you know how shower heads have different settings on them, so you get different types of streams of water shooting down at you. You wouldn't get that with an elephant. At least I wouldn't think so. Where is that water coming from? It's probably dirty, icky water that, I mean, that's, that's the, uh, they're drinking that water with their trunk, right? That's what they do. Okay, so some clarification on this, the fact that I said that elephants drink with the trunk, drink water with the trunk. Elephants, unlike people, do use their trunks to help them drink, but they only suck the water part out. They only suck the water part of the way up and then use their trunks to squirt water into their mouths. The elephant's trunk is a combination of their nose and upper lip and is able to touch, grasp, and smell. That is very interesting. Yes, they also use their trunk to feed by grabbing and rotating trees, grasses, branches, twigs, into their mouth. Oh, wow. They also use their trunks to suck up water that they shoot into their mouth to drink or spray their bodies to keep them cool. Danny goes to turn Michelle's night at her lamplight out to go to bed. Jesse turns the light on, so he's got some news. Apparently Michelle's teacher is too sick to be able to take the kids to the zoo tomorrow. Well, Miss Guelph called from the parent volunteer program, and she can't help Jesse with the kids tomorrow. Okay, okay, so I get... What's going on? Jesse volunteered. The woman who was going to volunteer with Jesse can't make it. So now they need another parent volunteer to step in. This is where Danny comes in. Oh, I don't know why I had it the other way around, whereas then they both volunteered. Jesse and Danny together. I didn't know that Danny. Okay. Oh, okay, hold on, wait a minute, now I'm getting it mixed up. No, okay, Danny volunteered, Jesse did not. Because Danny and Michelle had to try to convince Jesse to step into the other parent volunteer's role and help semi-chaperone, you know, uh, dual chaperone, if you will. Yeah, 16 kids and one parent, that would not work, like, at all. You would, you would 100% be required to have another person there. But even eight kids and one person, that's still quite a bit. That's under 10. You're all like, we can do math. We know. Danny is just, like, he's sitting back against Michelle's headboard just saying, 16 kids and one parent? Custer had better, better odds than that. Michelle's about ready to burst into tears. You mean I'm not going to see any dinosaurs tomorrow? Danny says, honey, unless we can get another volunteer, I don't think it's going to happen. Both Danny and Michelle turn and look at Jesse and give him 
the I'm so cute. Well, Michelle gives him the I'm so cute face, and Danny gives them the please, brother-in-law to brother-in-law, do the do me a solid on this. Jesse is right away. No, 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 no. No, I, I'm hip to your little game here. I know what you're trying to do. You're gonna, you're trying to guilt me into saying yes. He's like, oh, first you start in with this sad little face, and then you start in with, please, Uncle Jesse, we need you, Uncle Jesse. And then he has, and then I'll start breaking down, and we'll start changing. All right, I'll do it. I'd be like, wow, that was easy. <laughs> that was really easy. All right, I'll go get off my back. <laughs> Okay, so far Jesse is now in the running for best outfit of the episode, but then again, I'm a sucker for plaid. So let's just put a pin in that and see if anyone tops Uncle Jesse's outfit. When I say outfit, I'm basically referring to the shirt that they're wearing. And Danny gets off the bed and it's like, oh, welcome aboard, Jess, as he clefts him on the shoulder and says, you know, I'm sure you can feel, feel Mrs. Guelph's shoes. She wears these cute little red pumps. So they both say goodnight to Michelle as they get ready to leave. And Michelle, oh my goodness. Uncle Jesse, can you read me another Dexter the Dinosaur story? Danny's like, Michelle, I already read you a bedtime story. You have one story and umpteen minutes of stalling. We're done. And, yeah. I mean, the Olsen twin, you know, she's still, I mean, she may have that lisp and everything. She says dinosaur, dinosaur, but I mean, I would do stuff like that as a kid, too. It's like you're trying to get your words straightened out. The flow naturally. Yeah, Jesse's like, yeah, sure, Munchkin, I can do that for you. And Danny says, Michelle, you know the rules. One story in 30 seconds of stalling. You've had both. Jesse says, Danny, seriously, what's the big deal? It's just one story. Here we go. Dexter the Dinosaur... Now I'm saying. Dexter the Dinosaur's Trip to the Tarpet. The last in the series. And they get... Jesse and Danny get into a tug-of-war over this book. Danny says, Jesse, rules are rules. And Jesse... <laughs> well, rules were meant to be broken. Really? And Jess, uh, Danny tells Jesse, pinatas were meant to be broken. Michelle looks at them, and she asks, are you guys starting to fight? And immediately, both Danny and Jesse drop the book. Like, no, no, no one's fighting, honey, no one's fighting. We're fine. We're all good here. And Jesse says, no, we're not fighting, we're just having a spirited discussion about our different philosophies, that's all. Michelle says, oh, I don't know what that is, but hey, let's get some ice cream and, ice cream and talk about it. <laughs> they both look at Michelle and say, good night. And they walk out of the room. Book just sits there at the foot of her bed. So, Dexter the dinosaur finally got his supper. Nice big palm tree. See, Michelle, even back then, they knew the importance of a high-fiber diet. <laughs> okay. Good night. Lights out. Wait, are we going to see real dinosaurs tomorrow? Well, Michelle, the museum only has dinosaur bones. You see, dinosaurs lived a long, long, long time ago, long before people, okay? Enough stalling, okay? Lights out. But Fred Flintstone had dinosaurs. <laughs> Sweetheart, Fred Flintstone is a cartoon. He has no neck. He showers with an elephant's trunk. Now that is it. Good night. Lights out. Hi, guys. Lights on. 
This is Denny. Uh, Miss Guelph just called from the parent volunteer program, and she says she's sick and she can't help you with the kids tomorrow at the museum. Oh, no. I can't handle this by myself. Sixteen kids and one parent? Custer had better odds than that. You mean I'm not going to see any dinosaurs tomorrow? I'm sorry, sweetheart, not unless we can get another volunteer. you guys are. I'm hip to your little game here, okay? First, you'll give me that sad little face, like this, and I start feeling guilty, and then you kick in with, Uncle Jesse, please, Uncle Jesse, we need you. Then I'll start breaking down, I'll start changing my, okay, I'll go, get off my back. I'm just good at this. Uh, welcome aboard, Jesse. I'm sure you can fill Mrs. Guelph's shoes. She wears these little red pumps. They're... Don't start. You're looking good. Okay, good night, sweetie. Good night, honey. Not you. Sure. Uncle Jesse, can you read me another Dexter the Dinosaur story? Sure, Munchkin. Michelle, come on, you know the rules. One bedtime story and 30 seconds of stalling. You've had both. Danny, what's the big deal? It's just one story. Do, uh... Oh, this is good, okay. Dexter the Dinosaur's trip to the tar pit. The last in a series. Yes, rules are rules. Rules were meant to be broken. Pinatas were meant to be broken. No, 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 no fighting. We're just having a spirited discussion about our different philosophies. That's all, Michelle. I don't know what that is, but let's go get some ice cream and talk about it. Good night, Michelle. So it looks like breakfast is done. Danny's clearing the table, and he tells you, like, hey, look, the kids are going to be here any minute for the field trip. Can you please rinse these few dishes off? Joey is so immersed, and I don't know whether it's the results of the stock market or what he's looking at, but he is not even paying attention. Like, yeah, 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 Danny, I can do that for you. Because he's sitting at the kitchen, uh, kitchen counter. No wonder Comet was there. He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Danny, don't worry, I got this. Danny walks out of the room, and <laughs> Comet, the, uh, <laughs> with the plate cleaning tongue comes over. I, those would still need to be actually washed. Literally nothing on that plate unless it's something to entice the dog to lick the plate. Which I don't think you're going to entice the dog that much. It's like, here you go. Like, what? There's nothing on here. Danny has not even left the room. He's like, you know, while I take this, thank you, Joey, for <clears throat> helping me. It's the one that Joey's holding and then the other two. And says, you know, I'll, I'll just put these in the sink. Don't, don't you, don't trouble yourself. Joey, you just sit there, drink your coffee, and you read your whatever sports section. Danny just rolls his eyes like, thanks, not. Remember when we all said that back in the 90s? Not. <laughs> Joey, uh, the kids are going to be here any minute for the field trip, okay? Do me a favor, could you just rinse these off and put them in the dishwasher? Mm-hmm, yeah, sure. Thanks, bud. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, I'll, uh... I'll just uh, leave him in the sink. Don't you worry about him. So Stephanie comes in with a lavender plumish looking sweatshirt and 
she's like, all right, Joey, washed and waxed your car, cleaned out. I love how she calls it trunk junk. That it's just... <laughs> and uh, also chiseled the raisinets out of your ashtray. Like how Stephanie just has this grossed out look. Joey says, all right, Steph, well, looks like I got my 10 bucks worth. Here you go. And she says, all right, I'll add this to the Stephanie Tanner new bike fund, which comes to the grand total to ten dollars what did bikes cost back then well depending on the type of bike you want you know it seems like every time well maybe not every time but it seems like she's always in the mood for a new bike the two times in season one i believe she even got a new bike in mad money joy gifts her a new bike in the danny's very first date she has a chance to actually be able to win a new bike and Joey gets tough during the family meeting Stephanie brings it up that she is getting bigger and her bike is getting smaller and now we have another I need a new bike oh my goodness and she asks him well what do you want me to do with this junk in this small cardboard box and he says hey you uh cleaned it it's yours now what has he gotten there what is that is that a racquetball I can't like a racket, racket for a racquetball? I don't know what that is. There's also a water bottle. There looks like there's also a boxing glove, possibly a football. Just random, like, sports junk that was in his trunk. Hence, trunk junk. Okay, Joey. I washed your wax your car, cleaned out your trunk junk, and uh, chiseled the raisinets out of your ashtray. <laughs> Well, Steph, it certainly sounds like I got my ten bucks worth. Here you go, and uh, thank you. All right. I'll add this ten dollars to the Stephanie Tanner New Bike Fund, bringing the grand total to... Ten dollars. <laughs> oh, what do you want me to do with this junk? Hey, you cleaned it. You own it. I would chuck it. So as soon as Steve and DJ come on screen, audience is already going crazy. Woo! Woo! Like, okay, calm down, ladies. Calm down, calm down. So they're discussing it's Steve's prom, and DJ's like, honey, I really, we don't need all that. I don't care about limos. He's like, oh, if I had the money, I would rent a nice tux, a stretch limo. Yeah, she's like, I don't, I don't need a big limo. I don't even like limos. Remember in season five's crush, she actually got to ride in a limo with Tommy Page, and she got to actually, she went and sat up front with the chauffeur. <laughs> She's like, I'd never even been in a limo. He's like, yeah, I kind of figured that when you went to go sit up front with the chauffeur. <laughs> so she's been in a limo. She's good. It seems like that's like tradition. Like you, you go to prom, like that's like the big thing. Let's, let's get a stretch limo. Let's get all our friends and just, I'm sure like, Tons of people in my grade. I never went to my prom, but I'm sure a lot of kids got limos. I bet that has got to be, that's got to be like a limo services version of Christmas shop Black Friday. It's got to be prom season. It's got to be their busiest. That and like whatever the big wedding season might be. So I don't know. When do a lot of people usually get, I mean... I'm thinking kind of like fall-ish, maybe summer is a big time for me since I got married in the summer, so maybe then too, but I bet anything, May and maybe like September, October for homecoming, 
have got to be big times for limos, but especially, especially prom. She says, all I need is you. And he says, all I need is you too. And they kiss. And it's adorable. And Stephanie says, all I need is something to keep my breakfast down. Oh. So Stephanie's got a handful of cards in her hand that she found from Joey's trunk. It's like, hey, Steve, you collect baseball cards? And Steve's like, nah, just pretty much collect the gum. Yeah, Joey's got a lot of stuff, but... I think Joey's kind of a pack rat. Have you seen his closet? In uh, the Heartbreak Kid closet is just... Ooh. But then again, when the attic was just Danny's storage for all his beloved treasures, <laughs> which was enough to have a garage sale with, I mean, my goodness. But then again, I can't really complain about that too much because I have a lot of stuff that uh, maybe eventually one day I'm going to have to go through and decide what to part with. <laughs> but Steve and DJ are flipping through. Joey's got a lot. But the thing is, guys, this stuff's been in, in his trunk. In his trunk. No way are those cards in good condition. We got stuff in the trunk. It's rolling around. Those cards are probably bent, creased up. They're probably frayed on the ends. Who knows? But those things are not worth $2,000. And he says, oh, my little brother might like these cards. They're from 1968. I guess Steve's got a little brother? We're just learning this? Was he at the wedding? We never hear of this little brother again. But then again, we never saw Garth, who was mentioned several times over the course of the eight seasons of Full House. But we get Jimmy Gibbler, who everyone apparently remembers, lived next door. Mm-hmm. And DJ's flipping through the cards. Like, oh, check out these baseball guys. Wilbur Wood, bad hair. Nolan Ryan, bad hair. Well, these are all from 1968, so... That was of the times. I'm sure in 2052, people are going to look at 90s hair and be like, Bad hair. <laughs> what were they thinking? John Zimmer? <laughs> no hair. Of course, DJ signs one of Jim Palmer. Like, oh, this Jim Palmer guy is pretty cute. And, oh, Steve takes offense. Like, cute? Give me that card. I'll take that. And Steve's like, all right, I got to get out of here. Thanks for the card, Steph. And Steph takes the <laughs> Jim Palmer guy. Like, oh, just leave the cute guy with me. And I like how she kind of cricks her eyebrow off. Like, eh. she's not there yet. The only crush she had uh, was on Tommy Page when she was 10. Steve, don't worry about it. But it's my problem. <clears throat> if I had the cash, I'd get a nice tux and rent one of those big limos. Steve, I don't need a big limo. I don't even like limos. All I need is you. All I need is you. <laughs> All I need is something to keep my breakfast down. <laughs> hey, Steve, do you collect baseball cards? Nah, just the gum. <laughs> well, check it out. These cards are from 1968. My little brother might like them. Look at these guys. Wilbur Wood, bad hair. Nolan Ryan, bad hair. Don Zimmer, no hair. 
Hey, this Jim Palmer guy's pretty cute. Cute? I'll take that. Well, gotta go. Thanks for the card, Steph. Yeah, just leave the cute guy with me. <laughs> Bye. So, Becky comes in with Nikki and Alex, and we get a name drop of a character, I believe, we may have just seen in a past episode, Be True to Your High, be true to your high School, Be True to Your Preschool, a boy named Cooper, who, and they're just returning from his birthday party. They had a fun time. Apparently, according to Becky, they were party animals, animals these two. Yeah, I can see how this would be annoying after a while. <laughs> Those little uh, paper noisemaker things. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. <laughs> Everyone's getting such a kick out of these things. <laughs> like, it's the funniest thing. DJ's got juice for the boys, and she said, remember what I told you, health to health wealth and clean diapers. And she shows them how to clink their glasses together and say, cheers. <laughs> Health, wealth, and dry diapers. Well, clean, dry. So adorable watching little kids just cheers. <laughs> Stephanie's still holding on to Jim Palmer, I think. The the card she's got. Yeah, uh, the cute one. <laughs> and Becky notices, like, oh, yeah, what's this? Jim Palmer, the guy from the underwear ad. Oh, I got Becky. Becky. She's like, Oh, he looks even better with his pants on. Like, okay, Becky, calm down. Um, she's the choker. I why did this ever become a thing? It's I don't like it. It's just because she's wearing a black choker with a cross. But it's just I don't like the idea of a choker. I just I don't see what what's so great about it. It looks like it'd be panic-inducing if you couldn't get it off, like it's stuck or something. She is really immersed in this Jim Palmer baseball card. DJ and Stephanie look at her like, Becky, do you want us to step out of the room? You like this picture so much? <laughs> she flips the card over and is like, wow, look at that, born in New York City. And she says, you know, these old cards could be really, really valuable. I mean, my little brother, he held on to his 1968 Nolan Ryan rookie card. It's now worth over $2,000. Yeah, I'm sure in mint condition, especially if your brother's a collector and everything. You know, that's the thing. We keep hearing about these multiple brothers that Becky has. Were they there for the wedding? She even mentions in The Nice Guys Finish First, she's got a bunch of older hockey-crazed brothers. We never see them. We don't even know them. Wait, yeah, when we first meet Becky, she mentions she's got a baby brother named Corky, who does impressions of Elvis. You think the way she said $2,000, the way the girls look at her with their eyes practically popping, you think she said a million dollars or $100,000 or $50,000 because $2,000, I mean, that was a bit in 1993, but <clears throat> and it's still a good mini, you know, I don't even know. I mean, here you could barely pay rent with $2,000 depending on where you live. Like, that's basically rent, that's rent for the month. It's $2,000.
Stephanie is like, $2,000 for Nolan Ryan? I just had that card. And DJ is just seeing a stretch limo for prom. Stretch limo, here I come. And, yeah, this is where they start bickering. Stephanie says, I thought you did. You said you didn't like limos. And DJ tells her, well, that's before I had a rich boyfriend. Okay, $2,000 is a big boyfriend rich. Who would blow $2,000 on a limo? What are you getting with that? Just the ride? I mean, is it filled with, like, drinks and, like, candy and snacks and chips and whatnot? Pizza, maybe? You get a pizza with it? Because if it's just the the ride there, which I'm sure, they're, depending on where they're going for it, like maybe a hotel or something like that has, you know, a ball, whatever, it's not going to be that far. I'm sure, I bet anything, that limos have a rule of, if they got a sunroof or a moonroof or whatever you want to call it, you cannot stand up in it. That is a liability. If something happens, they got to slam on the brakes. I mean, you're going to get injured. And they can't take that. I bet anything that is a rule. I was just watching the movie Big the other night. I bet it, I mean, that was 1988. And they. he was doing that in that movie. Tom Hanks was doing that in that movie. You know, st I mean, I. did Kevin McAllister do that? I don't think he did do that when he was in New York. No, it would have been. <laughs> it was in the winter. You're not You're not sticking yourself out of any moonroof or sunroof or whatever in a limo in mid-December. <laughs> like, no, turn the heater on. It's too cold. And of course, Stephanie fires back with, you still don't. It's my money. Here's where they start bickering. Draymond, you gave that card to save. No, 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 no. Joey, yeah, be clean on his trunk. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, and, and Becky has to step in because she's looking at the girls just screaming at each other. And finally, she uses that noisemaker. Like, oh, stop. Can one of you calmly explain to me what this is all about? And then Stephanie's like, look, Joey had me clean out his trunk. He had all this stuff in there with the baseball cards. Clearly the card belongs to me, even though I gave it to Steve. Yeah. It's kind of like a no no takesies backsies type of situation. Like just you give something to someone you can't come around and say, Oh, I want that back now. I mean, how come on. You can't do that. Uh, she's like, Can someone calmly explain to me what is going on here? So this is basically plot B. We've spent a lot of time on. We haven't even gotten to the museum yet. We haven't even gotten to the kids that are going to the museum. That's coming up. Hi, DJ. Hi, Steffi. Hey, hi. Hi, you guys. Boys have fun at Cooper's birthday party? Oh, yeah. Are you kidding? They were a couple of party animals. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Want some juice? Remember what I taught you? To health, wealth, and dry diapers. Cheers! Cheers! <laughs> hey, what's this? Jim Palmer, the guy from the underwear ads. Wow, he looks good even with his pants on. Becky, <laughs> chill. 
Wow, look at that. Born in New York City. You know, these old cards, they can be really, really valuable. My brother, he's a collector, and, um, well, he held on to his Nolan Ryan 1968 rookie card. It's now worth over $2,000. $2,000 for Nolan Ryan? I just have that card. Stretch limo, here I come. I thought you said you didn't like limos. That was before I had a rich boyfriend. You still don't. It's my money. Dream on. You well, gangsta. So exactly. I was getting out to Someone calm me. Explain to me what's going on here. Okay, sure. All right, it's later that day, and Michelle is surrounded by her entire uh, second grade. I'm guessing this is second grade. Or is it first grade? No, it's going to be first grade because this is season six, and Teddy actually. Because this is towards the end of season six. So, and Teddy leaves at the beginning of season six. All right, gotcha. It's by the end of the show's run, she's actually in third grade. There are 11 other kids outside of Michelle, Aaron, and Derek. That is a lot of kids. Clearly, Aaron is the one that is entertaining everybody. Aaron says, oh, when we, get, when we get to the museum, we have to see those guys wrapped up in toilet paper. I'm thinking, oh, you mean the mummies? I thought they were just going to see dinosaurs. Because they're going to the dinosaur exhibit. Or maybe they're just seeing the dinosaurs first and then seeing the rest of them all. Because it looks like there's, like, possibly two levels to it. The kids are like, ew! <laughs> I love Aaron's gross-out face. Ew! <laughs> Even Michelle's like, <laughs> oh, Jesse comes in and he is all right. All right, let's get this prehistoric party on the road. Everyone pumped. Oh, Jesse, you're getting them going. You may as well just give them a whole bowl full of sugar. These kids don't need it. They are already pumped and ready to rock and roll and head to the museum. Oh, Derek says, oh, yes, I was awake all night in anticipation. <laughs> Jesse's smiling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love his smile. Jesse's smile. <laughs> <He> says, <laughs> I bet you were, Derek, and he pats him on the head. <laughs> oh, the wonderful dynamic of the <laughs> Jesse Aaron hate relationship. Just like we go with Steph and Kimmy, just like we get with Gia and Michelle, we have Aaron and Jesse. Because Aaron says, why why Miss Guelph have to get sick? No, we're stuck with you. And <laughs> I love Jesse's response. He's like, oh, Aaron, my boy, why don't we just drop you off at her house? Maybe she has something contagious. <laughs> I don't think that lady's actually sick. I think she is taking a, uh, she's taking a me day. She needs to be away from the kids. Like, I need, I get, it's, it's a Saturday, right? It's a Saturday. She's sick. I mean, if that is, in fact, the teacher, if that, but it, Jesse said it's a parent volunteer. So it's not the teacher? I don't know. I was going to say, if it's the teacher, it's like, she needs a day to herself. She's with the kids five days a week. Five days a week. You need those two days to recoup and recover. 
the two R's. Recoup, recover. Kel's got a little uh, red and blue and yellow music player. Like, oh, Uncle Jesse, can we bring some music? He's like, oh, yeah, crank it up, sister. <laughs> like, hey, we're here to have a good time. Crank it up, sister. Hey, I see hot daddy monkey puppet boy over there on the mantle. <laughs> I think that's what that is. It's right in front of the DJ as like a six-year-old picture. Yeah, she's got everyone down. All the kids are up and moving around. <laughs> Jesse's dancing. I guess it's just, he's getting them so wired. They are already wired. They just need someone to say the word go. And they are just dancing on the tail, coffee table, the couch. They're all over the place. But I guess burn them out now so the, there's no burning those kids out I mean they're hyped up now they're gonna be little monsters and I bet anything they would get banned from the museum like you are never coming back here again what school are you from yeah let me write that on our band list okay Fraser Street Elementary banned we will alert other museums in the area so you will probably be banned from them too I'll let them know who you are. There is a girl. Her name is Terry. She is like at least a foot or two taller than all of these kids. Danny comes in. His house is just a living room is exploding with kids. We got Aaron jumping on the couch because he, I bet anything, he doesn't get to do that at home. Or maybe he does. So he's like, he's got this little noisemaker clicker thing. That he uses to get the kids in line. He's like, okay, everyone's settled. And no one's paying attention to Danny. Because the music's louder than his voice. He's like, oh, off my couch, buddy. Off my couch. He pulls Aaron off the couch. And Aaron is still wiggling him up. And it's like he doesn't even hear him. So, of course, Danny turns the music off. The kids are bummed. Like, oh, we were having such a fun time. Oh, Mr. Tanner, you're such a bummer. Like, oh. They're probably all like, well, we know who we're going to go hang out, who the chaperone we're going with. We're going with Jesse. He's the cool one. And Danny asked, Jess, I thought you were going to get the kids organized. He's like, yeah, they're all here. No one's bleeding. Chill <laughs> out. They're cool. They're all in one piece. So Danny tells the kids, hey, we're all going to have a, a good learning experience we're gonna have a wonderful time it's gonna be educational i don't think he even says the word fun he says we're gonna pair off in buddies and we're gonna explore the museum in two nice straight lines and jesse looks he looks at danny just like what are you doing this is going to the museum is should be a treat right it should be fun field days you look forward to field days because they're fun right I mean, you can be orderly and everything and not have chaos, but you don't got to be so managed and structured that it sucks the fun right out of the whole thing. He says, Danny, it's a field trip, not boot camp. And Danny raises an eyebrow at Jesse and says, Jess, kids need rules. Our prisons are chock full of people who went on field trips and no one told them the rules. Jesse just rolls his eyes like, oh, give me a break. And Aaron's done with the talking. It's like, can we please go before we're as old as the dinosaurs and we go extinct, please? Yeah. Jesse's got a great idea. Hey, look, we'll split the little goobers up into two groups, okay? 
You can do your managed and organized, and I can do my awesome, awesome fun time. And then we'll just, uh, yeah, do it that way. Basically, you do your thing, I'll do my thing. Simple, simple. So if anyone who wants a day of adventure and enlightenment, line up behind me. Notice he doesn't say fun. I have that clacker. This girl, Terry, like I said, she is literally a head taller than all the other kids. She does look like she could be at least a year older than these kids, but who knows. Why am I harping on this? I have no idea. And Jesse says, and anyone else who wants to get down with the dinosaurs, hustle your little heinies over here. Michelle, of course, is a, at a divide here. She sees Danny's group. She sees Jesse's group. Of course, Denise is a deciding factor. Like, Michelle, come on, get over here. Come on, come hang with the cool group. I can't see her. I, I, I don't see why this is such a big dilemma because you know, we all know. That at the end of the day, if it comes down to Jesse and Danny, she is going to pick Jesse hands down every single time. Because she has, I feel, Michelle has a more of a relationship with Jesse than Danny. Even though Danny is her father. I honestly feel that. That she and Jesse have a bigger bond than she and Danny do. So he's like, alright everyone, arms straight, stand straight. Stare at the head of the person in front of you. Not you, Aaron. Aaron's literally right behind Danny. Yes, Danny, I'm sure your hair is thinning a bit in the back. I'm sure it's fine. So, Denise, yeah, is calling Michelle over. Michelle, come on, come on. Danny, Jesse is having the kids put their hands in a circle. Like, hey, let's have fun. So Michelle actually goes over to Danny, who assumes that she's there to join his group. But she's there to ask permission. Is it okay if I go with them? And you see the hurt look on Danny's face. She's like, oh, my daughter chose her uncle over me. It, it, honestly, it doesn't feel like that big of a competition. Like I said, she's always going to choose Jesse over him. Yeah, he's like, hey, Michelle, welcome to the group. And she's like, is it okay if I go with them? And he's like, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, do do whatever you want. See, when you do, you got fun and you got orderly. Which group do you want to go with? Do you want to go with a fun group? Danny's just making it just, <clears throat> it's educational, it's it's too strict, it's too rigid, you wouldn't have fun, you wouldn't be able to, you know, you wouldn't enjoy yourself. I, I wouldn't if I were in Danny's group. I mean, ugh. It needs to lighten up just a smidge. You can still have order, but just... Lighten up just a little bit. You're sounding like a drill sergeant. And then we get to the museum, we gotta see those dead guys wrapped up in toilet paper. Yeah. All right, let's get this prehistoric party on the road. Is everybody pumped? Oh, yes. I was awake <laughs> all night in anticipation. I wish you were, Derek. <laughs> Maybe she has something contagious. Uncle Jesse, can we bring some music? Sure, Michelle. We're, we're here to have a good time. Crank it up, sister. Cool. Yay! Yeah. Yeah. 
kids in. He's saying quiet please. No chewing gum. Just like the sign says. The kids of course are being quiet. They're following in a straight line. He says quiet. No chewing gum because we're in a museum. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I just made that up myself. Like ugh. The kids are paired off two by two. Centosaurus spinorhinus. I think that's probably what it said on the DVD cover description that I couldn't pronounce. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> and honestly, this set of dinosaur bones here could not be more fake. I agree with uh, the Halru podcast when they said they should be having some wires to be hanging it up above so that way the only... That way it's not on the floor where the only thing guarding it is a red velvet rope that any kid could easily slip under. Like, this is just, no. So, Danny pretty much reads the plaque of who this dinosaur is, what he ate, what dinosaur group he belonged to slash hung out with, that kind of stuff. And that's where the girl Terry says, Mr. Tanner, you're so smart, you should be on Jeopardy. And here comes Aaron saying, he's not smart, he's reading the plaque. And Danny kneels in front of Aaron and says, you know, Aaron, one of the reasons this uh, guy is extinct is because he talked back to a bigger dinosaur. And he <laughs> pretty much puts the beer into Aaron. And Aaron's like, I'm sorry, sir, it'll never happen again. <laughs> and then... Danny tans his, turns his back, and Aaron has the creepiest, it, it's honestly, this laugh feels straight out of a horror movie, which it sounds like he's taking that laugh from when he was in Pet Cemetery when he played Evil Gage. Kids, quiet please, no chewing gum, because we're in a museum. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I made that up. 
Uh, look at this. This is a fine specimen of dinosaur hood, isn't it? This is, uh, this is my old friend. This is uh, Centosaurus spinorhinus. He was a bird hip dinosaur that uh, belonged to the hadrosaur or duck-billed family of plant-eating dinosaurs. That was way back at the end of the uh, Mesozoic era. Yes, Terry? You're smart. You should be on Jeopardy. Oh, uh, thanks, Terry. He's not smart. He's reading the plaque. You know, Aaron, one of the reasons this guy's extinct is because he talked back to a bigger dinosaur. Sorry, sir. It'll never happen again. We hear all this laughter coming from the entryway. We have Jesse with Derek on his back. We got Michelle. We got Denise. We got one, two, three, four, five other kids just giggling, laughing, having too much of a fun time. I mean, there isn't a security guard that comes up and says, hey, you need to quiet down. People are here to visit the museum take or take that outside or if I have to ask you again you're gonna have to leave that kind of thing they're being beyond disruptive because all the parents with their kids turn are just like irritated like what is this racket we're trying to educate our children about dinosaurs like some people are actually like, okay, let's get out of here. Let's go to another exhibit where the noisy bunch aren't. Because Danny says, oh, look, it's the wild bunch. Let's see. We also see a sign that says, thank you for not eating, drinking, or smoking in the gallery. And Jesse's not going to read the plaque. He's just going to make a, a name for this dinosaur. And he says, this is the rare bone hadosaurus. And Jesse says, not the tall guy with the tie there, but the uh, the big brown one. And Denise asked a question, which I'm sure what child wouldn't want to know that, is why don't you see these guys hanging around anymore, is it? Why are they not alive anymore? Michelle says, they used to live with the Fred, <laughs> Fred Flintstones. Then they got canceled. Uh, sure. Why not? Danny immediately is going to start criticizing Jesse and how he's running his little group of kids. It's like, well, Jess, I don't hear any sirens going off, so looks like your group's mostly here and accounted for. Hey, it's like, oh, looks like your group's been behaving themselves. Like, did you see how they entered the museum? They were nuts. Jesse's like, well, actually, Colonel Compulsive. Yeah, we had a very educational afternoon. Michelle, tell your old man what you learned today. She says, we learned about whales, mummies, and birds. And Jesse says, see, there you go, whales, mummies, birds. And of course, Michelle's like, but the best part was the, the escalator racing. And Jesse's like, doo, 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 Michelle, I said, keep that down on the DL. And he says, look, you can have fun and learn at the same time. Oh, the kids love the escalator racing. Oh, my gosh. And Danny's like, oh, really, escalator races. <laughs> I guess we must have missed that exhibit. And Danny is just really sticking it to Jesse. Okay, my group of well-behaved, beautiful children, why don't you buddy up again and go take your partners and explore the rest of the museum or the rest of the exhibit? And Jesse's like, all right, my very cool group. Everyone find your buddy. And immediately Michelle latches onto Jesse along with all the other kids. He's like, I'm their buddy. He's like, all right, kids, run off and have some fun, but learn. Learn and have fun. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, you don't just send these kids out on their way to just destroy the museum, which it looks like that's exactly what these kids are going to do. So Jesse turns back to Danny and says, hey, look, Danny, you don't need to treat these kids like soldiers. Yeah, you let them have a little freedom and you'll be surprised what they do. And Danny right away zeroes in on, yeah, they're mastering the limbo over there because a couple of the kids got one of those velvet ropes that you're not supposed to go under and they're just practicing the limbo. Yeah, and, and, and Jesse doesn't even go really, hey, knock that off, put that back where you found it. He's like, oh, they're just having a little fun. No harm done, brother man. <laughs> What is this brother man stuff that they're doing? It's like, come on, guys. Come on. It's like they're personally attacking each other's way of how they run things. Like, oh, I'm the better chaperone than you are. Or whatever. Ugh. Danny's like, I, I says to Jesse, I don't need to take advice from some kid, some guy who spent his entire education in the principal's office. And Jesse comes at Danny with, oh yeah, here's a guy who's so proud to be the hall monitor just so he could bust kids for putting their lips on the drinking fountain. Danny says, if it weren't for guys like you, we wouldn't need hall monitors in the first place. And, and it's like, Danny, sir, guys, what? You're supposed to be watching these kids. I mean, even though Danny's are pretty well-behaved to a point... You gotta keep an eye on them. You can't just let them run wild and do whatever. You're gonna get kicked out of the museum. And probably banned from other museums. Yeah. Jesse's like, what is your problem today, man? Like, what is up with you? I haven't done anything to you. Why are you personally attacking me? And Danny's like, I don't have a problem. If that sign didn't say quiet, please, I'd tell you what your problem is. It's like, no, Danny, you clearly have a problem because you're jealous of the fact that Michelle chose Jesse over you. That she's done a hundred times since Jesse moved in. She always preferred Jesse to you. And the fact that he just doesn't like it. It's like, then say something. Don't do this, you know antagonizing bullying or whatever tactic you got going on. This is about Michelle, which it clearly is. You need to address this and stop attacking Jesse, because that's not right. He didn't force Michelle to go into his group. She chose to go. And she even asked your permission to go to make sure it was okay with you. And you said, yeah, sure, do whatever you want. Jesse's like, who cares about being quiet? Everything in here is dead. Yeah, but you're still disrupting others that came and paid an admission, by the way, to come to the museum to learn and to be educated in a nice, quiet environment where they can learn without disruption. And he says, yeah, but your group's alive and kicking. Derek is throwing pamphlets. He's up on the second level throwing pamphlets over the railing. This just seems so un-Derek like. And I this just seems like he wouldn't normally do this. Because he's just kinda, you know, well to do, buttoned up, you know, by the rules Derek. That's just who he is. So now since <laughs> Derek threw all those pamphlets over the railing, and now Jesse's having these other kids pick up these pamphlets. He kept saying, well, Derek, if you throw another one, I'm coming up 
no stairs. I'm no, like, uh, just don't give the kid an option. Just say, you need to stop and get down here. You have no reason to be up there by yourself at all. All right, so Danny uses his clicker to call over his group of kids and says, all right, we're going to head to the wonderful land, the wonderful world of rocks and minerals. So hold on to your socks. We're going to see rocks. Oh, look who's here, the wild bunch. All right, gang, look at this. This is the, uh, this is the rare bonehandosaurus. Uh, not the tall kid with the tie, the big brown one. How come you never see these guys hanging out anymore? Because I used to live with the Fred Flintstones, but then they got canceled. Well, Jess, I don't hear any sirens going off, uh, so I assume your group's been behaving themselves. Well, actually, Colonel Compulsive, <laughs> a very educational afternoon. Michelle, tell your old man what you learned today. We learned about whales, mummies, and birds. You see that? Whales, mummies, and birds, okay? See, you can have fun and learn at the same time. It's very simple. But the most fun was the Escalade racing. <laughs> Escalator races. That's that's fascinating. Guess we must have missed that exhibit, huh? Okay, my group of well-behaved, beautiful children. I'd like you to stay in this room and check out the rest of the exhibit. Okay? Now find your buddy. All right. Have fun. Okay, my very cool group. Find your buddy. Now you guys run off and have some fun, but learn. Okay, learn and have fun. See, Danny, you, you don't have to treat the kids like soldiers, you know? You let them have a little freedom, and you'll be surprised what they do. Oh, yeah, they're mastering the limbo over there. <laughs> Danny, relax. They're just having a little fun. No harm done, brother man. Yeah, yeah, no harm done, brother man. I don't need to take advice from a guy who spent his entire childhood in the principal's office. Oh, look who's talking. Here's a guy who's so proud to be the hall monitor just so he could bust people because they put their lips on the drinking fountain. Guys like you, we wouldn't have needed hall monitors in the first place. What's your problem today, man? I don't have any problems. You know, if that sign didn't say quiet, please, I'd tell you what your problem was. Well, who cares about being quiet? Everything in here is dead. Yeah, but your group's alive and kicking. Oh, Derek, not you. Hey, now, now stop throwing those pamphlets. Hey, you throw another pamphlet, I'm coming up there. All right, one more after that. I'm running right up those stairs. All right, come on. All right, my group. Everybody line up over here. Perfect. Okay, now we're going to all march into the wonderful world of rocks and minerals. You ready? Hold on to your socks. We're going to see rocks. <laughs> well, and I just, <laughs> playing this again, after Danny's like, well, your group's alive and kicking. We see Derek throwing those pamphlets over the railing. Jesse's like, oh, Derek, not you. As in, this kid is just, a, you know, a nice kid who follows the rules. Now this kid, oh my goodness. So now we got Denise and Michelle. Denise is like, hey, Michelle, want to play tag? And Michelle is a little like, do you think we should? And Denise reminds her, hey, we're in the cool group, remember? And Michelle says, oh, yeah, and you're it. And they start running around the roped off uh, whatever that dinosaur was that Danny was reading off of the plaque. Jesse finally, as the girls run around, Jesse stops and like, hey, 
mellow out. As in, I would have said, hey, you need to stop right now. This is not the place for that. We are here to see exhibits. If you're not going to do that, then we can all just leave and go back to the house. Or, honestly, I would have like, Danny, look, let's just put all the kids together and just go as one group and just look at things, which is how it should have been. But then again, we wouldn't have this crazy scenario coming up in just a moment. So they're tossing a dinosaur figure, these two kids are. And Jessica's like, drop that dinosaur. I mean, set it down gingerly. Yeah, that definitely would be behind glass. You wouldn't actually be able to pick it up and walk around with it. Like, there's another one that is not in a glass case. And I'm like, what kind of museum is this? Because these dinosaur bones, which look extremely fake, which, of course, they would be for a television show. But it's just like, come on. Come on. We actually get a shot from, I'm guessing this has got to be the second level that this is being filmed from, because we are looking down on the Michelle and Denise from above. Michelle's all like, you can't get me, you can't get me, and she goes under the velvet rope, which of course you're not supposed to do that, and she goes and grabs the dinosaur's leg. Yeah, immediately she grabs a leg, a bone falls off of it. And Michelle backs away, going, oops, uh-oh, and she's just standing there. I'm like, girl, get out of that velvet roped-off area. Oh, my gosh, she's going to get injured, along with anyone else that's in that room. I'm surprised didn't, like, flee the area. Okay, she does, as soon as that... Skeleton starts shaking, rocking back and forth. Michelle gets out of the danger zone. It is rocking back and forth so much. It's like, is someone pushing on it to rock? I don't know. I mean, good grief. But Jesse comes in and he's like, what is going on in here? More bones start just falling off this thing. And Jesse does a... An Elvis kind of move there. <laughs> Bones just start, like, literally f bawling until there's nothing left but the tail and the butt, according to Denise. And why are people still there? They would be leaving. You're not going to stay and watch this thing fall apart. I would have, like, all right, everyone, let's get out of here. We're going home. But then again, you think there would be cameras all over the place? To be able to see what's going on. Yeah, we see some of the other kids of Jesse's group, including Derek, who's got his hands up to his face. Like, <gasps> like completely shocked. Michelle is covering her eyes. <sighs> There's so much dust. And Jesse, like, jumps over these scattered dinosaur bones on the floor and asks Michelle and Denise, like, are you girls okay? Are you all right? so much dust in this room I don't think they should be breathing that stuff in I will be yeah get out of there you don't need to stay there but there's so much dust in that room and it's it makes the room look so hazy like you know when the sun kind of comes in and you see all the dust particles in the air it's kind of like it just seems like that like it's just like got a dusty film over it 
And Michelle says, I broke the dinosaur. Denise says, man, there's nothing left but his butt. His butt isn't even there. It's just a tail. That is the only thing that is remaining. Jesse's telling him, don't panic. Don't panic. It's going to be okay. Don't panic, all right? We'll just uh, put it back together somehow. And he starts <laughs> trying to put the thing that, no, you're not going <laughs> to do that. And Jesse's like, oh, how's that song go again? Oh, the leg bone is connected to the uh, foot bone. Yeah. That, you, <laughs> that's not what those are. <laughs> I'm not a paleontologist or someone who studies dinosaurs, but I'm pretty sure that's not what that is. Looks like it's a rib. Dude, the foot bone is connected to the rib bone? <laughs> what? That's frightening. Oh, here we go. Here's a security guard. Where have you been this whole time? On a break? They only have one security guard? Because <laughs> um, this guy comes in. He doesn't say anything, but he's just like, what happened here? Like, I'm going to lose my job over this. Oh, boy. Danny and his group of well-behaved children are on the second level, and he sees Jesse. Like, Jesse, what do you do? Jesse's holding different pieces of the dinosaur, and he looks up at Danny and asks, uh, do you have any glue? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, I wouldn't, because Derek is standing there, and I'm kind of wondering, I mean, Derek knows a lot about stuff. Uh, he might know what goes to what. I mean, a lot of the, like, the rib bones all kind of look close together, so. But you're not putting that thing together again. Hey, if the soldiers can get Humpty Dumpty put back together again, Jesse ain't getting that dinosaur put back together again, I'll tell you that. Right, don't panic. If things going to be okay, don't panic. All we have to do is put it back together somehow. <laughs> How's that song go? Oh, I, I got it. Uh, oh, all right. Leg bone is connected to a uh, foot bone. Uh, Connected to a rib bone. Of course, the rib bone is connected to Jesse. What did you do? 
have any glue? Okay, so now we gotta get back to plot B and where Steve is with the supposed two thousand dollar nineteen sixty eight Nolan Ryan rookie card. DJ just got off the phone with another And Stephanie asks DJ when D uh, when she gets off the phone, like, Oh, is Steve there? Is Steve there? And DJ says, No, I called the Pizza Shack, the Waffle Hut, Burger Crawl. And the Falafel House, and they all said the same thing. He just left. Good grief. Well, I mean, he is a wrestler. He's probably bulking up. Those are, like, the main spots. If you want to find Steve, you're going to find him at one of his... his place, the places that he goes to, fast food-wise. And Kimmy thinks she knows it all. She's like, Deech, here's what I think happened. Steve found out that the... Nolan Ryan card is worth big bucks. So he's got two grand in his pocket. He carboloads, flies to Fort Lauderdale, becomes a judge in the Sun and Buns bikini contest. And DJ just looks at Kimmy and just, thanks, Kimmy. And Kimmy says, well, that's what Grandpa did when he won the lotto. <laughs> wow. Shit, what? I would love to meet Kimmy's family. I mean, we know Jimmy. We know Jim. We love Jimmy Gibbler. I would have loved to have met her parents. I would have loved to have met older brother Garth. I would have loved to have met this grandfather of hers and also her grandma. They just sound like crazy fun people. But in Fuller House, it's almost like history gets rewritten because in season five, when Kimmy's expecting her dad to walk her down the aisle, her parents don't show up for the engagement party. Or is it the wedding reception? Or not the reception, but... And then Jimmy lets everyone know, well, our parents traveled a lot. They were explorers or something, which really goes against just anything continuity-wise that we've known about the Gibblers for all eight seasons of Full House. And even in season two of Fuller House, we see the Gibbler house, and it's set up like it's a, a circus home with just tricks and acrobatics and just stuff like that. And it's just like, okay, were they with the traveling circus? Were they acrobats? And then in season five, they change it like, oh, well, they're just explorers. They're just gone all the time. But in Full House, they just make it seem like Kimmy's parents don't want her there. They're very neglectful. They're always leaving her with the tanners and just going off wherever they want to. And it's just horrible. Becky gets home and she's like, oh, hey, did you decide who the card belongs to? And immediately Stephanie and DJ start talking over one another, arguing. Yeah, they haven't decided. She's like, oh, I see you're still working on it. And Joey, we just discovered Joey's now in the kitchen, and he's got a pitcher of apple juice. And Becky's like, does Joey know about this? And Joey asks, oh, oh, know about what? And Stephanie says, hey, Joey, remember when I cleaned out your car today? Remember all that junk you told me I could have? Which I can still have it, right? Good. <laughs> she says, there's a Nolan Ryan baseball card in there. Worth $2,000. And meanwhile, Joey is pouring 
spilling over the top of his cup, this orange juice, to the point where the pitcher is completely empty, just running it, just wasted or uh, apple juice, excuse me. So I'm looking at, I don't think this is apple juice. Uh, I It looks like tea to me. Well, I guess it is apple juice. He's like, oh, we're out of juice. <laughs> That's because a lot of it went down the drain. And again, the way that Joey reacts, they could, they... He reacts like they said, that card is worth $100,000. So Steve comes in the back door and everyone rushes him. Like, where's the card? What happened to it? Yeah, DJ's like, where have you been? And Steve ignores her and says, oh, Steph, you know that uh, card that you gave me is worth a chunk of money? No, he says, you know one of those baseball cards you gave me is worth money? And Steph, he says, oh, really? Fork it over. He says he already sold it to his brother's friend for a... He sold it to his brother's friend for a pretty nice chunk of change. And DJ is just like, oh, thank you. Yes. And Steve says, well, since Steph, you gave me the card, the money goes to you. Steph is like, yes. And Becky has a kind of break in here with Steve. Actually, Joey gave her that card. And... Steve's like, okay, well, the honest thing is really just to give the money to Joey. And both Stephanie and DJ are like, no. And Joey says, yes, and thank you for your honesty. And since you're all honest, I'm going to split the money with all of you. Yeah, Joey says, and since Steve, you did the right thing, I'm going to do the right thing and split the money with all of you. Love that. Woo! Stephanie says, my new bike. And DJ says, prom in a limo. And Joey says, you know, I've never been to Dollywood. And Steve just kind of looks at DJ, Stephanie, and Joey just like, how are you guys going to do all that on 30 bucks? I'd be like, excuse me, wait a second. Joey flat out glares at Steve. And he says, is that a three with only one zero? Donald Chump. Do you know that card was worth $2,000? <laughs> oh, Steve, you had the wool pulled over your eyes, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that card was worth 2000 bucks. And Steve's, what? <laughs> You've been had, sir, by someone much younger than you. <laughs> He's like, oh, that little dwarf ripped me off. Well, <laughs> you know, kids. <laughs> And Steve says, look, look, don't worry, I'm going to give the card back. And Becky asks, well, Steve, what if he doesn't want to give it back? I'm going to get the card back for us. And Becky asks, well, Steve, what if he doesn't want to give it back to you? And Steve says, he's nine years old. I'm captain on the wrestling team. We'll work it out. Steve leaves and DJ says, you got to love him. We will never hear the end of that. Does he get the card back? That kid, I bet you anything... I bet you anything, he has already been to a sporting goods store, or not sporting goods store, but a, um, one of those collector places that you take a card in to have it, like, appraised or valued or, or whatever and stuff like that. I mean, but, again, it was in Joey's trunk and probably has an odor to it. If it's been there for umpteen years, which we don't know how long it's been in Joey's trunk. 
but moisture can get to the car. I mean, I, unless it's put in a plastic Ziploc bag, I don't know. I, I, I don't think that card is worth $2,000. If, if it's even worth 30000 I mean, if that card is in that good condition, sitting in a trunk of a car, then those cards are made of something special. Okay, thank you. Was Steve there? No. I called the Pizza Shack, the Waffle Hut, the Burger Corral, and the Falafel House, and they all said the same thing. He just left. Indeed, it's obvious what happened. Steve finds out the Nolan Ryan card is worth big bucks. Now he's got two grand in his pocket. So he carbo-loads, flies to Fort Lauderdale, and becomes a judge in the Sun and Buns Bikini Contest. <laughs> Thanks, Kimmy. Hey, that's what Grandpa did when he won the lotto. <laughs> Uh, the right thing to do is uh, give the money to Joey. No! Yes. And, uh, Steve, since you did the right thing, I'm going to do the right thing, and I'm going to split the money with all you guys. Yes! My new bike. Prom in a limo. You know, I've never been to Dollywood. How are you guys going to do all that on 30 bucks? What are you saying? Is that a three with one zero? Hey, Donald Trump, that card was worth 2,000 bucks. What? That little twerp ripped me off? Well, don't worry, okay, because I'm going to get the card back for us. Well, Steve, what if he doesn't want to give it back? He's nine years old. I'm captain of the wrestling team. We'll work it out. You got to love him. All right, so we go to the living room as Michelle, Jesse, and Danny come in. And clearly Michelle is, like, just rolling her eyes because she's probably had to hear about this a whole car ride home. But wait a minute. Wouldn't they have driven separately? I don't know. Any, cause, <laughs> what were they driving to take all those kids there? Were they driving a bus? I don't know. Anyway... <laughs> Danny is just constantly, oh, Jess, tell me again, the leg bone's connected to what now? He's really just, yeah, really harping on Jesse and just so angry. And Michelle's had to sit through that the whole car ride home. And she's apparently had enough of it. These guys are bl blaming each other when she, of course. And she does, she takes responsibility. Like, hey, look, I did this. This is my fault. Stop. Blaming each other for what I did. And Jesse's like, look, Danny, give it a rest, okay? They said they could fix the dinosaur. It'll be fine. 
And he says, I promise to do volunteer work at the museum. For the next 10 weekends in a row, I'm going to be combing out the woolly mammoth. And he is really ripping into Jesse. Like, you're lucky they didn't press charges. I'm surprised that you guys weren't banned. I'm not surprised we don't hear about that. Because I, I can only bet that they were banned from ever returning there. I mean, Jesse's going to volunteer, but... I, I just, I feel like they probably would be. Like, you're not welcome back. Your school is not welcome back. You've been put on the banned school list. And Danny says, look, I asked you to make sure that the kids followed the rules. That was basically the goal. Like, oh, but did you listen to me? No, not you. Not Mr. Fun Boy. Yeah, they're just, now they're, they're just flat out arguing. And Jesse comes back with, look, I was just trying, Mr. Law and Order, I was trying to let the kids have some fun and give them some freedom. And Jesse's like, all right, so it got a little out of hand. And Danny says, a little out of hand? A little out of hand is cutting in line at the LG exhibit. And he, sa he says to Jesse, you let those kids run totally wild. Like, yeah, he did. They were not under control. They were all over the place. They... And Richard, yeah, they would have any other place you would be kicked out. You're not doing that stuff. The kids need to learn. If they were with their parents, you know those kids would not be acting that way because their parents, I'm sure, would be saying, when we're in a store, you use your indoor voice and you're going to stay right by my side. You're not going to run off and look at the toys. You're not going to do this. We're come, going in. We're getting what we need. We're getting out. Priceless dinosaur, really. And how much was that priceless dinosaur? He says, oh, Jesse says, oh, it's not priceless. They said it was only worth about four million bucks. That hunk of wood, because those weren't bones, is worth four mil. Yeah, right. They got scammed. Those are fake. What is Danny's deal? He's like, when are you going to stop acting like Mr. Cool and start taking your responsibilities Seriously. First of all, Danny, he is a parent same as you. So wherever this irritation is, is coming from, it's, just, it's stemming from his jealousy over Jesse and the fact that Michelle chose Jesse over him. But now he's just personally attacking like, oh, you're not responsible enough to look after these kids and this and that. And it's like, excuse me? Like, we're just talking about the museum and all this stuff, but now it's like Danny's taking it to a whole other level. And Jesse's like, hey, why don't you get off my back? And Danny says, I'll get off your back when you start acting like a grown man. And Michelle's had enough. She's like, stop it. Okay, it was me. I broke the dinosaur. It's my fault. And with that, she runs upstairs. Yeah, she says, stop fighting. I'm the one who knocked it over. Remember, it's my fault. Again, I mean, the way that Michelle reacts is how probably a kid would most likely react to their parents arguing, especially if it's something that the child did. Like, hey, the child broke something when they were with you, and then you're turning like, oh, why weren't you watching them? They don't act like that when they're with me, you know, that kind of thing. And like, all right, we need to go talk to Michelle. It's like, yeah, but you guys need to work this out too. I mean, this is all on Danny's end. Danny is the one that is, his attitude towards Jesse and everything is just, this is ridiculous. You gotta love him. <laughs> hey, Jess. Tell me again, the foot bone's connected to what? I'll give it a rest, okay? They said they could fix the dinosaur, and I promised to do volunteer work at the museum. 
For the next ten weekends in a row, I'm going to be combing out the woolly mammoth. You're lucky they didn't press charges. You know, I asked you to make sure that the kids follow the rules. But did you listen to me? No, not you. Not Mr. Funboy. Come on, Mr. Law and Order. I was just trying to let the kids have some fun, and so it got a little out of hand. A little out of hand? Jess, a little out of hand is cutting in line at the algae exhibit. You let the kids run totally wild. They knocked over a priceless dinosaur. Oh, come on, it's not priceless. They said it was only worth about, like, four million bucks. When are you going to stop trying to be Mr. Cool and start taking your responsibilities more seriously? When are you going to get off my back? I'll get off your back when you start acting like a grown man. Stop fighting. I'm the one who knocked it over. Remember, it's my fault. Let's go. So Michelle's sitting at her table in her room, arms crossed, her head, her chin resting on her hands. As Jesse and Danny come in. Jesse immediately absolves Michelle of any responsibility or fault. Like Michelle, yeah, he tells her, Michelle, what happened today with that dinosaur being knocked over was not your fault. Like, it was, but it was also Jesse's fault. He really should have been, yeah. Like, you can come to the museum and have fun and learn, but you don't need to be destroying the place, which is what those kids were doing. Michelle tells Jesse, but it's my fault because I knocked it over. Well, sweetie, you didn't technically knock it over. You knocked a piece off when you slipped under that velvet rope, which you weren't supposed to be under. But that did kind of set everything in motion. And Danny tells Michelle, it was an accident, sweetheart. Yes, it was a humongous accident. And Jesse says, yeah, you're right, but you shouldn't have been running around. And Jesse takes responsibility. He says, the reason the dinosaur got knocked over is because I wasn't doing a very good job of being in charge. I was trying to be cool and be loose, and I wound up messing everything up. I'm sorry. And she says, I wanted to be in the fun group, but it was no fun. I wish I never went with you, Uncle Jesse. Okay, first of all, whoa. You wanted to be in the fun group. But because this happened, you're like, oh, it was no fun. It was fun for you until this whole thing happened, which now this whole dinosaur falling apart thing pretty much overwrites any of the fun, any of the Escalade racing they did, the running around, the whatever stuff they were doing, mummies, whales, and birds that they were looking at. All that stuff is pretty much overshadowed by... The end result of that dinosaur falling over. You're telling me she would have had fun in Danny's group? Come on. And you see the hurt on Jesse's face. Like, okay, I guess I deserve that. And Danny gets up and says, oh, whoa, 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 Michelle. Because she gets up from the table and goes over to her bed. And he says, as he sits down on the bed, I want you to take it easy on your Uncle Jesse. I've been rough enough on him for the both of us. And Jesse's like, Danny, look, I deserve it, okay? And Danny says, no, Jess, you deserve some of it, but you don't take all the blame. And finally, Danny admits the truth. He says, all right, to be honest, I, I feel I was a little hurt when Michelle chose to go with your group over mine. And that's why I was so hard on you today. Yeah, it's just 100% unwarranted. It's like, you could be honest and just has just like but then you're putting Michelle in a spot like of saying choose which one of us you want to be with because she even asked Danny 
is it okay if I go with him? I mean, it's not like she's like, okay, I'm joining your group, Uncle Jesse. She probably, she probably, because she kept looking back and forth, like, this dilemma, like, who do I choose? If I choose one, the other will be uh, hurt, and I don't want to do that. So when Danny said, yeah, sure, whatever you want to do, sweetie. You, you want to go with your Uncle Jesse? Go for it. It's like he wasn't being honest with either of them. And this is just, this is, this is the conversation they should have had. Honestly, no. And thinking about it now, they should not have split the groups up. They should have been one whole group with two chaperone, you know, parent volunteers. He, he, Danny does apologize to Jesse. Like, hey, Jess, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to take the, I shouldn't have taken this out on you. And of course, Jesse is just wrong. He's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. I mean, you know, Danny's being honest. He's getting his feelings out, which he should have done earlier. And Danny tells her, Michelle, you need to remember how much you love your Uncle Jesse. How much fun will you have with him? Yeah, I mean, this one incident shouldn't erase all the fun times and memories that they've had just because one of one bad experience. And Danny says, you know, you might not believe this before he moved in with us, which Michelle isn't going to remember that because she was less than nine months old. Before he moved in with us, I was a little stiff. I like how Michelle looks at Jesse and they both look at Danny and they're like, no. And he says, well, it took a guy like your uncle to teach me how to hang loose and taught me how to bend a little bit. Like, definitely, yeah. And he says also that he thinks that Jesse has helped him be a better father. And Jesse says, I owe you one, Danny, because you taught me what being a father is all about. Yeah, he, he's got, what? Four years prior to those twins being born of seeing Danny, you know, fathering and, and, you know, loving and teaching his kids and everything like that. He really, and honestly, Jesse really did come into his own once he got, once he and Becky got together. She really helped him grow up and mature. And Jesse says, you know, he may be strict, he may have a lot of rules, but I think it's because he cares so much. And, of course, here we go with the brother man. As Danny's like, oh, thanks, brother man. Brother man. And, of course, Jesse's like, I know thing, brother man. And Jesse says, all right, Michelle, next time you see me bending a little too much, you need to keep me in line and remind me. And Danny says, if I get carried away and start making a little too many rules, you let me know, too. And Michelle asks, does this mean I'll get extra bedtime stories? And Danny surprisingly says yes while Jesse says no. Danny says no as Jesse says yes. Michelle says, oh boy, it's hard keeping up with you two. They start tickling her. Aww. Danny lifts her up and Jesse pulls her. Listen, Michelle, what happened with the dinosaur today was not your fault. But I'm the one who knocked it over. It was an accident, sweetheart. It's a humongous accident. Yeah, you're right. But you shouldn't have been running around. But the reason the dinosaur got knocked over is because I was doing a lousy job of being in charge. I was trying to be cool and be loose and uh, wound up messing everything up. I'm sorry. I wanted to be in the fun group, but it was no fun. I wish I never went with you, Uncle Jesse. Just a second, Michelle. I want you to take it easier on your Uncle Jesse. 
I've been rough enough on him for the both of us. That's yeah, okay, Danny. I deserve it. No, you, you deserve some of it. The truth is, I think, I think I was a little hurt when Michelle chose to go with your group. And that's, that's why I was so hard on you today. Sorry, Jess. Cool. Michelle, you have to remember how much you love your uncle Jesse, how much fun you have with him. You might not believe this, but before he moved in with us, I used to be a little on the stiff side. No. Yeah, it's true. But it took a guy like your uncle who knew how to hang loose. <laughs> he taught me how to bend a little bit. And I think it's helped make me a better father. Dad taught me what being a father's all about. I mean, he may be a little strict and he may have a lot of rules, but I think it's just because he cares so much. <laughs> Thanks, brother, man. Ain't no thing, brother, man. Now, Michelle, next time you see me bending a little too much, uh, you let me know, okay? And if I get a little carried away and I start making too many rules, you let me know, too. Doesn't we all get extra bedtime stories? Yes. No. Well, no. yeah, then. <laughs> oh, it's hard keeping up with you, too. <laughs> okay, so I think, I, first of all, I want to say I hope you all enjoyed the episode. I enjoyed this, too. It was a lot of fun. Best outfit of the episode. This one's going to be tough for me because there are three contenders. So I'll just put, you know, first place, second place, third place. First place, I think I want to give it to Derek's shirt that he was wearing. It's a white long sleeve button down shirt with red, white, and blue like stripes and designs. It's very, uh, I mean, it doesn't look like the American flag, but it does have, you know, the colors. So that in first place, I think I'm going to do DJ's blue and white plaid shirt. And then bet for third place, I want to do Becky's. It's like a red eyelet long sleeve sweater with a black shirt underneath, but minus the choker because I hated that. You guys know if you listen to the podcast for a bit, I'm not a fan of chokers. Never have been, never will be. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to wear one at all. Worst outfit of the episode. I am going to give it to Michelle. She is the only contender. So first place goes to Michelle for the cold open with the fuchsia shirt with the polka dots and the pink fuchsia scrunchie thing and the pink tights it just no no thank you just not a fan at all of that Tanner teachable for moment of the episode in regards to the museum I definitely feel like I said it would have been better if they just didn't split the groups up you have them together and you just have Jesse and Danny co-volunteers and just go and you know see the exhibit and stuff like that but I mean if that were the case we wouldn't have what we had in that dinosaur well if they'd have done you know when to get that dinosaur would still be standing (laughs) and Jesse wouldn't have to be stuck going to the museum on the weekends for the next two and a half months 
coming out to Willie Mammoth. As far as it comes to that Nolan Ryan rookie card worth $2,000, that should have been just an estimated value as far as if it's basically mint condition and either a plastic sleeve or one of those glass displays that has it like standing, like the card that way it's on display, something like that. If it's been, because again, it's from 1968. And this episode was 93. So let's take a look here at that. Let me get your, excuse me, calculator up. All right, so that's 1993, right? Let's go to 1968. So we're talking 25 years. That's a quarter of a century. That is a very long time. Now, Joey probably grew up with this card. Well, I mean, I don't know if he'd had it since 1960. I don't know. But let's take a look at another example. Okay, so let's just say, okay, let's say the word card actually is worth 2000 Joey said I'll split it with, you know, you three and me. That's four people. Each person is going to get 500 bucks. That is more than enough money for a new bike for staff. As far as what limos charge in 94 or 93, I'm not 100% sure. I would say maybe the average cost for a limo, I'm just going to go estimate 150 and under for 1993 for a night. So now look forward to January of 2023 for the new series that I'll be focusing on. And of course, as we, if you've been listening to the podcast for the last few years, you know Januarys have always been reserved for Jesse. Always been a Jesse series. And yeah, as I said at the beginning of this episode, it is going to be Jesse's Ladies series. We got C. Cruz from season one, Jesse's Girl from season one, Half a Love Story from season one, and Seven Month Itch parts one and two from season one and for Jody Sweden's birthday we have season five's gotta dance we get the baby shower for Jesse and Becky in that episode and Stephanie overcommits herself to a dance troupe that she kind of figures do I really want to do this does my life have to be complete 24 7 nothing but dancing I don't know about that. So, and of course, we're going to follow up for Valentine's Month in February with Joey's Ladies. Blast from the Past from Season 2, Joey and Stacy and oh yeah, Jesse, I believe from Season 3, and Joey's Funny Valentine from Season 7. So, look forward to those coming in January and February of 2023. If you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to leave a uh, review for the podcast, I would love, love, love that. That would be so wonderful. It would mean the world to me. Just go to iTunes, type in Full House or Fuller House Podcast. The Only Lanta Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Click on it. Scroll down to where it says leave a review. Leave a review. All five-star reviews do help the podcast get noticed by other Full House and Fuller House fans like yourselves. You can hit me up with a trivia question from Full House or Fuller House. You can use emojis for episode titles or characters. 
you can tell me your favorite or least favorite character, favorite or least favorite episode. Just have fun with it. Hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas if you celebrate it. And I will see you in the new year in 2023. Bye-bye, everyone.